shakalaka. Oh, it's a party up in here now. It's win, lose, or draw. Welcome to the second episode of the Win, Lose, or Draw a Sports Education Podcast. We are your hosts, Mr. Edwards. Mr. Leeson. The purpose of this Win, Lose, or Draw podcast is to stimulate conversation around sport, health, fitness, and topical events and explore the life messages that you as students can get out of sport. Because at the end of the day, and regardless of whether you win, lose, or draw, there is always something to take out of the sport. Now, in today's episode, Mr. Leeson, what have we got? Mr. Edwards, exciting times. Who would have thought that we're back here for a second episode? By popular demand, Mr. Leeson, by popular demand. So, this week's episode is on determination and never giving up, because this is recently inspired by a couple of performances in the NBL and the NBA. Do love my basketball, Mr. Leeson, and I was at one of these games as well, so I'm really excited to talk about this. And we also have another special guest, Thomas, who is a Year 12 student, who's going to be coming in and talking about the setbacks that he's had in his early career in sport, and we'll also get him to do our sports quiz. Oh, the quiz. Lots of feedback on the quiz. It was a good one. I heard a little rumour, though, Mr. Lisa. Has it been someone thrown in a bit of a sponsorship there? No. No. Oh. We are That's still looking for a sponsor, Miss Edwards. Maybe Slater Gartry would be a good one. Zooper Doopers. Zooper Doopers. If we could get Zooper Doopers on board. We've made it. That'd be unreal. <laughs> That'd be unreal. Excellent. So I guess looking at the topic determination and why we've come up with that is on the weekend, as you can, as you know, Mr. Lisa, I'm a pretty big Wildcats fan. Very yeah. big. I'd Very say pretty big. big. Yep, I like to follow the Wildcats along. Heading over to Melbourne to watch them play in uh, United in December, so that's going to be a ripper. Are you their number one supporter, Mr. Edwards? No, <laughs> I'd like to be, but I think there are some people out there that are probably a little bit bigger fans than myself. Do you uh, paint your face at games? I have painted my face at games <laughs> before. Yes, I have. I uh, I go all out when the team needs me. I get on the chance of defense, and I'm always intrigued as to how you become so passionate towards a team and paint your face at games. Oh, I, I I don't know. I think I'm just just love the sport and loved getting into the the Wildcats because it's my hometown, and you want to get into it um, and get the chance to be there and to see them. And I think they're all. They're everywhere, so you can get to see them after the games and stuff like that. I think it's just homegrown talent that I like to see. But that's me. I like going and seeing grassroots football rather than going to see AFL games because you get to see the people and get close to the action. But on the weekend, I saw a bit of a performance from uh, Clint Steindl. So if you're not sure who Clint Steindl is, he's a second-year Wildcat player. He started way back in 2012, but he started for Cairns then worked his way to Townsville and then headed over once Townsville unfortunately folded so they left the league the um, because they couldn't financially the Townsville support Crocs them. Townsville Crocs they were a good love the crocodile logo they couldn't support themselves in the NBL so they folded and a lot of their players had to disappear Clint ended up going off to uh, Europe to play but at the stage where he was playing in his last season there he was averaging 13, 14 points, playing big minutes, won the most improved player for the NBA. Did he? He did. So he was really working hard, good player, always liked him playing on the uh, 
the Crocs outside shooter, quite long, um, and was just a really solid player. And he popped up for the Wildcats in the preseason of 2017 because his his wife now plays for the Perth Lynx. So she, he was in he's in town. She was playing there, so he got a bit of time and he lit up preseason. Lit up preseason. Um, Matt Knight ended up coming back from a injury, and he went off to Europe. In that season, Matt Knight had to retire because of head injuries and concussion. Um, so the Wildcats had to find an injury replacement. They called Steindl, and he came back. Now, my initial thought for uh, Clint was he was going to light up the the season like he did in the preseason, but was not the case. He ended up only averaging, what do you think, for the year? He played 23 games for the year, Miss Lesson. How many points do you reckon he, he averaged? Well, you did tell me the stat before that he averaged 13 points. So if we're basing it upon that, uh, 10 points, Mr. Edwards? No. And a new team? He averaged three points a game. So to go from someone who had high expectations, three points a game, we were thinking, he's a bust. What's he doing? And you know what? Perth, Perth fans are very, very... They probably don't have much patience in terms of players because they want to win. Having such a long record of being in the finals, they don't have that that patience. They want to win. They don't have time for um, people who might not be performing, which can be a good trait, can be a negative sort of trait for those. Uh, we have had great people. success in recent times, Mr. Edwards. Definitely. So that's probably why there was a little bit of pressure put on him. Um, came back, broke his wrist playing in the SBL um, in the preseason. I thought, right, he's done. Ended up coming back playing preseason blitz, lighting up the blitz. The blitz is like the preseason comp for the NBL, um, like the JLT series, where they all go and play a carnival against each other. He lit up the blitz, went over to play uh, the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets. He outperformed all of the other NBL players in the Wildcats team and was killing it. Then, so preseason Clint was killing it again. Back to 13, average? Yeah, roundabout. I couldn't give you the exact stat, but he was he was, he was was playing really well. Back to what he what he was. His length, shooting the ball well. Then he went to... Then season came along, and it looked like a regular season Clint had come oh. back from the year before. His shots weren't dropping. His, uh, he just wasn't playing to the ability that he had. So the, we've had we've had Hoodie Mallow, we've had Headband Clay, and now we've got preseason Clint. <laughs> preseason Clint. <laughs> well, preseason Clint, who actually ended up putting, I think it was the game against Melbourne because he wasn't shooting so well, straight off, towel on head. Head obviously looked dejected from the game. But this week, talk about hard work, determination. Didn't give up. And they talk about shooters. You've got to have a, as a basketball player, you've got to have a shooter mentality. You know what that means, Mr. Leeson? Um, I haven't played too much basketball with Stairwoods. I don't no know if I've conscience. ever had shooter mentality. No conscience, which means you put it up, you just shoot. Miss, next shot, you shoot it. Because if you don't, you're not gonna. You're going to be thinking about that next shot, that next shot. Mm. And you just have shooter's mentality when it doesn't matter about what your last shot did, you just go put the next one up. The green light. Yeah, the green say. light. Put it up. Um, so... He mentioned that he had his job is to be aggressive out on the um, out on the court 
And if he'd miss miss a couple of shots, just to have no conscience and keep trying, keep shooting. And that's what happened this like this game against New Zealand. Came out five from five from deep. Did he? Five from five. And what I noticed Unreal. the most out of that was his cutting to the basket, him running hard to get the ball, off ball, all the all those little things that you can see whether they actually want to be out there. And you could tell he wanted to be out there because he worked so hard. And it paid off. The emotion he showed when he hit that last three, the fifth one, was just amazing. He just let out a big burst, pumped the air, and you could see how much he'd, he'd worked for it and you could see how much he wanted it. So, Mr. Edwards, if we're linking this back to our theme for today, being determination, never giving up, and by the sounds of it, you know, he's had a lot of poor performances, poor games, and his season averages haven't been great. He's had a few injuries, as most um, sports stars do over their career. But um, it's fantastic to hear that he has bounced back because he could have given up at any time throughout his career. Yeah, definitely. And he's persevered. He's pushed through. And on the big stage, five from five from deep. From deep. It was great. But you know what? The one thing I really picked up that might not be... As noticeable, obviously he's not giving up on him. But the one person I noticed that didn't give up on him was uh, was Trevor Gleeson, Wildcats coach. He stuck with him, and I've got a couple of mates that sit next to me at the Wildcats who are very vocal on our coach, and always mention why is he going in? Why is he on the bench? Why is he? And when Clint came in so early in the first quarter, they were very vocal about that. To about why is Clint coming in so early? And the one person who didn't give up on him was his coach, knowing that he had to go out there and just shoot. And he, you could see in the post-game interview, Trevor Gleeson talked about Steindl's persistence and his strong shooting form at practice. And he was just so happy for him that it hadn't been working, but he persisted, he kept trying, that determination was there, and it worked out for him. And hopefully... That moves forward into the next couple of games. Which, in the age we live in at the moment, unfortunately, everyone's got a comment with social media. Everyone's got a comment on a player's performance, a player's life, what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing. Why is he doing that? Why is he not doing this? And as a player, all you want is to know that you've got the coach's backing, Mm. the full support of the coaching staff, and the players backing, your teammates. Yeah, definitely. And if you've got those and um, you create a good culture where everyone believes in one another, everyone's backing one another and supporting one another, then ultimately success will come. Definitely. I think um, that's that can be, as we talked about earlier, it can be put onto anything you do, in, no matter what, in sport, in life, determination, never giving up, having the backing of people in your life, your mum, your dad, your your brothers, your sisters, your friends, they back you up. They support you. You're going to be able to do whatever you want. The um, And I guess leading to the from the NBL to probably that little bit of a step up, I know you were pretty big on uh, this performance. I remember seeing the text messages fly through about uh, little emojis of the rose and the, he's back, he's back. <laughs> I, I was very excited, Mr. Edwards, and very pumped up. I mean, you know... Also, in this day and age, there seems to be a lot of people that just jump shit from team to team. All of a sudden, the Golden State Warrior fans come out. Oh, the Cleveland LeBron fans are now going to the Lakers. But 
You know, I'm a Minnesota Timberwolves fan. Really? Okay. It's now. It's now. It's now on record. Oh, it was a huge right. fan of Kevin Garnett back in the day. Oh, my hero, Kevin Garnett. His jersey is in my house, signed. Best when, present uh, ever. On the gaming console back in the day, Mr. Edwards always used to go to the Timberwolves and play Kevin Garnett. I think Oof. he was rated 97 or 99. Oh, probably a little bit low. Should have been 99. He couldn't be beaten. <laughs> so I'm a big Minnesota Timberwolves fan. And the big ticket. Yes. The other day, Derek Rose put up 50 points. Well, that's now you're saying that 50 points today. Uh, Jamal Jamal Murray put up 48. What's what's yes. what what's the point? And, Tell me. And Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and Kevin Durant seem to do it every second game. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. But Derek Rose, imagine this, Mister Edwards. Imagine okay. becoming the youngest MVP in NBA history, which is, you know, the fairest and best of the NBA, shall we say? Yep. You then tear your ACL the following season. Ooh. Yeah. You take a year off from the sport. Yeah. You then return and then you tear your meniscus twice. Ooh. So meniscus being two more in knee injuries. Yes. Yeah. Then you suffer a few other minor injuries on your comeback trail in order to get back to the NBA and produce good basketball. You're then bouncing around the league for several years. Team to team. So you can't get any continuity in the game. Really, not really getting much game time. No, not much game time. Yeah. And like we were talking before, you don't really have the full support of your coaching staff or your pl- or your players. Yep. So, you know, you find yourself at the Cleveland Cavaliers, which LeBron was a part of last year and Derek Rose was there. Eventually, the Cavaliers don't want you. So you get traded to Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't want you. Yeah. Utah Jazz, they don't want you. They then waive you. Yep. So when talking about waiving, what are you talking about? I'm talking about they let you go. Yep. Okay, so you're basically fired from your job. Yep, basically. Then finally, Tom Thibodeau, who is the coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves, throws you a lifeline. What's the connection there, Miss Leeson? So great question. I'm glad you asked that, Miss Edwards, because Tom Thibodeau was the coach of the Chicago Bulls when Derrick Rose won his MVP for the Chicago Bulls. So you can say he probably saw his potential, knew him, knew how oh, hard he worked, things like that. He knew yeah. what a champion this guy could be. Yeah. And ultimately, if you've coached him before, you would know what pl- what type of player internally he is as well. Yeah. And so he's obviously seen that determination and that never giving up attitude that Derrick's displayed. Yeah. So then Tom, Tom throws Derrick a lifeline and you're now the... A bench player on the team. You're just a bench player because there's other people in front of you. For example, Jeff Teague is a starting point guard. Yep. For the Timberwolves at the moment. I'm liking Carl Anthony Towns in that team at the moment. But I'm a big fan of Cat as but well. We, but we transgress. We probably don't have enough time to get in the Jim, Jimmy Butler yes, saga either. But so Jeff Teague's ahead of him. Jeff Teague goes down. He gets injured. So he's not playing this particular game. And Derek Rose drops 50. 50. Unreal. We're, it's now 2018. So he was MVP back in 2012. Yeah, Six years later. So many injuries, so much going on. Oh, at any time, with that number of injuries, he could have easily given the game away. Yep. Which I think just speaks volume to Derek's character on having that never-give-up attitude, being determined, persevered with the sport, pushed through, because there'd be a lot of troubled times. And you know what? Like As much as I say... Perth fans, Wildcats fans are intense. They want stuff. I would say that 
taking the MBL and then you put it into the MBA, the microscope just gets smaller and you get that. You, everything you do gets put under the microscope. Oh, the spotlight is truly on you. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. So then as much as we're giving credit to Derek Rose on this show, we like to give credit when credit's due. And I think we need to uh, commend Tom Thibodeau for yeah. giving Derek another go. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think that Tom, he had a little bit of determination in terms of wanting to give back to one of his former players. Like you can't just... Again, I guess I'm pretty doubting... I doubted his decision to get Derek Rose. I was always thought, what's he doing? You're getting someone who's barely on any any knees, injury-prone, hasn't done anything for years. Form's no good. Form's no good, but look at that, persistence. And just like just like Trevor did with Clint, like stuck with his player, stuck with someone, and Derek Rose has well and truly paid him back by even just this one game. One point I did, like I got from that game was how much it actually meant to him. The game, as soon as the game was finished, even close to the end, he was he broke down and was in tears. You could see how much that hard work and that determination to get back to the where he where he was. And you never know, this might he might not get any better than his performance there. But hard work to get there was well and truly shown on his face. And it was great to see through social media, which is generally where we see the behind the scenes stuff through sport these days all the players also got around him yeah. when they walked into the change rooms and they really embraced him and i think as much as it meant a lot to him it was great to see all the players get around him and it meant to a lot to all the players as well that's because he, he knows and they know how hard he's worked yeah excellent i guess now we've we've talked about the nba the nbl probably move on to um, our next segment where we invite Tom in and get into that quiz and looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, we've got some uh, the special... Garden, oh, the Super Duke, which quiz is it? <laughs> we've got some special, uh, special props ready to go as well. A little bit of a new and improved quiz as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> hello! <laughs> um, we're, and probably a more popular popular segment as well having a special guest in because i know how much uh feedback we got from jarvis last week and how good a job he did um on that we do want to just make a special shout out to a couple of people that have emailed in uh giving us some gracious winners and gracious losers we had an email from a young boy called chris who um emailed in to say his he thought that his gracious winner was roger federer from uh the tennis and he thought he just portrayed himself in every game no matter what he did in the best possible light who did you want to shout out mr leeson i want to give a little shout out to izzy who emailed in and said her gracious loser was lydia lasil she's a five-time olympian for the winter olympics however this was to do with survivor mr edwards ah, okay which you know you seem to like a lot <laughs> i do love survivor it's and it... <laughs> i'm not a big fan <laughs> <laughs> but so Lydia Lasil, she was voted out. Arguably, she was the favourite and was going to win. But yep. she was voted out probably halfway through the show. I mean, I was just as disappointed as anyone around yep. the country when Lydia went off. But so Izzy said that Lydia Lasil was her gracious loser. She took it in her stride, and in my eyes, she's finished like a champion. Excellent. Okay, moving on to our next uh, segment with our special guest, Mr. Leeson. Who have we got for the listeners today? This week, 
we have Tom, who is a year 12 student. Well, technically year 11, but at this school now, we're starting um, year 12 in the previous year. So Tom, I've known him for a couple of years. I've coached him in tennis and um, also hockey. And I know he's a, a big tennis and hockey fan. And he's very good, Mr. Edwards. No, both. it's good. Very good. Hand-eye coordination must very be Very good hand-eye coordination. Currently, he is our number one tennis student at the school. Awesome. What does that mean, though? What does number one tennis mean? Um, so in our first tennis side, there are eight players, which are mixed of all age groups. And basically, they're the eight best tennis players within the school. Um, so currently... Currently, Thomas um, sits at number one. He's also nice. our captain. Oh, excellent. Which is a fantastic achievement. So, welcome, Tom. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on and giving up your time today. All good. So, the episode today, Tom's been all about talking about determination, never giving up. Can you give us a little bit of history about yourself and um, your determination and why you haven't given up to get to where you are today? Um, so basically I started getting riddled with injuries since I was about 10 years old. It started off with uh, shin splints and runner's knee. Um, that's kept on. I've had the persistence to keep going back purely because I love the sport and I get a lot of enjoyment out of playing sport. Recently I um, broke my tibia, so I'm recovering Ooh. from that. So on your leg there. How did you do that? Uh, fell over at hockey. Oh. Um, yeah. Nice. There we go. Lovely story. <laughs> Fell over sideways, knee bent the wrong way and broke my tibia. Ah, ouch. Now, Thomas, you alluded to the fact that, you know, you've had so many injuries, but you've constantly kept coming back to, to tennis and hockey. Um, obviously, you have an enjoyment for the sport. Is there a particular reason as to why you chose these two sports originally? Um, I chose hockey because my mum would never allow me to play football. I played one season of football and absolutely hated it, so I went back to playing hockey and tennis. Both my parents played it, so being a country boy, I just took it up and here I am now. Did your mum not want you to play because of injuries, yet here we are with all these injuries later? Um, yes, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit contradictive, but we'll go with it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, now, I guess we've been talking about, earlier we talked about Clint Steindl, we talked about Derek Rose and their determination to get back from injuries and form. If you had to pick one person that you could take something from um, in whatever sport it is, whether it's in local sport, world sport, anyone, who would you pick to sort of have as your most determined or most hardworking sort of sports person? Uh, well, recently, um, Novak Djokovic, with his arm injury, he went and had surgery, got that all fixed up, went from not playing much and being really down in the dumps to having a positive attitude the whole time and eventually coming back and winning a few Grand Slams this year. I think it was very beneficial. Yeah, I actually noticed Novak had disappeared. I didn't actually know why. Obviously, he had that pretty big elbow injury I think he was gone for 15, 18 months. Wow. Wow. And I guess that's like the elbow is massive in tennis and uh, quite vital to every stroke you play. And especially that top level, even the fact that Novak Djokovic, Roger Federer, Rafa Nadal and even Andy Murray, the fact that they've stayed at the top of their game for so long and even after all these years, it's still one of those four that find themselves at the... End of the tournament in the Grand Slam final every year. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Novak's won three this year. Wow. Barring the, obviously, 
um, French Open, which Rafa Nadal always those, wins. I hope you check those facts. I haven't checked week. those facts. Three, five, which one is it this week, Mr. Edwards? I don't know. He played pretty well, though. But, and now that takes Novak Djokovic to 14 Grand Slam titles. Yeah. So he's only three behind Rafa Nadal, who's on 17, and then Roger Federer, arguably the greatest of all time, is on 20. Thomas, any, any thoughts on that, whether Roger Federer is the greatest of all time? Um, I personally grown up as a favourite of Roger Federer. He's inspired me to keep going. I used to wear a headband like him. Thought oh, I was pretty cool back you? in the day. Wow. But uh, I've since gotten rid of that. I've decided that I'll go with the hat for the sun protection. Oh, good. Very smart idea, that one, sun protection. Um, the one thing I just want to bring up about the whole uh, Novak Djokovic uh, comeback is I found that we've looked at two other examples of players who have come back and had the support around them in terms of a team sport. I think it can be a little bit harder to come back if it's an individual sport because you don't have those teammates there egging you on, helping you in your rehab, doing those sorts of things. It could be quite isolated. So for me, I look at that and think, wow, that's real determination. That's going to be real hard because you have to be self-motivated. You have to have that self-determination. Yeah, you might have a coach and have a couple of people around you, but you don't have those teammates as closely working with you as you would with with, with Novak. So. Yeah, it's a very good point, Mr. Edwards, because at the end of the day, there's only one person on a court and you've got to be mentally strong. And I don't know, we've talked about on this show being resilient and being mentally strong. And I think um, that's Novak Djokovic. On the court, mm. he is honestly a brick wall from side to side. <laughs> you cannot beat him. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Mo- I think I'm looking forward to this the most out of the whole episode, Mr. Leeson. I think the, the quiz this week, we've had a little bit of feedback on our quiz. We've got a couple of improvements in our quiz. Oh, there's one little improvement. Um, just to run through, Tom, what we're going to do is we've got 10 questions for you um, that Mr. Leeson will run through and ask you. I've got a timer here. Now, Jarvis last week did a fantastic job. He got 7 out of 10. The reason we're timing you is just in case we get to the end of, say, a certain amount of time, everybody gets 7 out of 10. And we want to try and find a winner. We look at the time. Now, what I'm timing is as soon as Mr. Leeson stops the question and you finish answering yours, I'll record. So I'm only doing yours. So last week, Jarvis got 50 seconds and it was only his little section. So does that make sense? Yeah. Hopefully. And hopefully the listeners at home... That makes sense too, as well. Thank you for clarifying. No problems. No sponsorship though. That's no the, sponsorship. Shout out any sponsors out there want to get on board? Doofers. I'd love to say we've got a sponsor next week. Radio, are you ready to go with the time, Mr. Edwards? I'm ready. Are you ready with your buttons? Oh, I'm ready to go, Mr. Edwards. Tom, are you ready? I'm ready as ever. Before you start, Mr. Leeson, if Tom gets a question right, what's going to happen? Ooh, if he gets a question wrong. What we'll do as well, we won't uh, review all the questions at the end. We'll just review the wrong answers. So hopefully there's not too many an- the wrong there. Okay? <laughs> all right. Here we go. Righto. Question one. What player was the first to win five straight Wimbledon singles tennis titles? Roger Federer. Question two. What is the maximum number of clubs that can be used in a golf tournament? Six. Question three. How many holes are there in a bowling ball? Three. Question four. Who is the current captain of the Fremantle Dockers? 
Nat 5. Question 5. In lawn bowls, what is the target ball called? A jack. Oh, is it coming strong now? Question 6. What is the name of the prize awarded for the National Ice Hockey League Championship in America? Not a clue. <laughs> Have a guess, go on. Um, the pucks. <laughs> Question seven. How many rings are there on an Olympic flag? Five. Question eight. How many players are on a side in an international cricket match? Just on oh, one side. Eleven. Question nine. Who is the starting point guard of the Golden State Warriors? Steph Curry. Question 10. You should know this one. Homegrown product. Who is the captain of the Australian hockey team? Um, they're co-captains. Um, Aaron Zalewski and Eddie Ockenden. Nailed it. Stop the clock, Mr Edwards. Stopped. Quite a good time. Put your... How many questions did we get right, Mr. Leeson? Well, let's, let's just review them. The question one was, what player was the first to win five straight women's singles tennis titles? We're looking for Bjorn Borg. Ah, Bjorn. I mean, Roger has won more than five, but um, not in a row. Uh, question two, what is the maximum number of clubs that can be used in a golf tournament? 14. 14. Was the answer we're looking I for. I didn't know that one anyway. <laughs> question six. What is the name of the prize awarded for the National Ice Hockey League Championship in America? The Stanley Cup. Ah, definitely not a puck. <laughs> <laughs> Washington Generals uh, current holders, I'd say. Washington General Andrei Shevchenko. Can't say that. Russian champion. It's, uh, I don't think it's the Washington Generals. I think it's the Washington Capitals. Capitals, close. Mr. Edwards. Who are the generals? I don't know. <laughs> the generals, the capitals. Generals. Washington. <laughs> so that gives us a total of 7 out of 10. Ooh, Thomas, equal, 7 equal out of 10. Now, Jarvis last week also got 7 out of 10. So it's going to come down to the time, Mr. Edwards. The time was 28 seconds, 0.94. So you hit the front of the leaderboard there, uh, Tom, which is great. And as you can hear uh, in the background there, we've got... We haven't got much more time as we've got to get back to got to get back to class, class. Mr. Edwards. So thank you very much, Tom, for coming along. We appreciate it. Thank you to miss you, Mr. Leeson. Been a pleasure, Mr. Edwards. Thank you, Tom, for coming on. Don't forget, you can also email us in at win, lose, or draw podcast at gmail.com with your person who you think's never given up in sport, whether it's local or on the big stage, and who shows a lot of determination. We'll end with a quote from Vince Lombardi. It's not whether you get knocked down, it's whether you get up. Boom shakalaka! Oh, it's a party up in here now! It's win, lose, or draw!